It's on air. Well, 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 welcome back to my friend in the hospital. Hope you were doing very well, my man. Just tried to uh, group the intro together with a bit of um, the hip hippopotamus for my Flight of the Concord. It's been enjoying the Flight of the Concords of late, as my friends Glenn Jolly and Adam Webster have as well. So nice to, um, yeah, nice to reminisce over some fucking funny, funny songs. Hope you're doing well, my man. Um, it's been a bit of an interesting week uh, from our end. Obviously, um, with some of the restrictions getting lifted, it's been nice to go out and see a few people, and we took few, uh, full advantage of that over the weekend. So Friday uh, Friday night, we had Stacey's folks over for a couple of beers, which was delicious, and a bit of Indian food, which was awesome, and then snuck into Hawthorne for a ride with um, Malloy and Pipe and a mate of mine from work. That was all good until we started to head back from um, from Hawthorne, and I decided rather than going across the tram lines, I would um, try to go at a 45-degree angle across them and jam my front tyre and jam my back tyre and fucking flipped over and smashed my head, my knees, my elbows, um, my pride and my bike um, onto the road. So that was a bit of a bit of a shitty way to um, – at the halfway point of a ride, but we, we soldiered on and, and, yeah, still got a nice little black eye now, which I think I sent you a photo of um, this week. So the moral of the story is um, – don't don't go um, across tram lines. It's um yeah, it doesn't end well. Anyway, that was the yeah, probably the low part, so to speak, of the week. But um some of the positives for me, um I brought a slab of peanut butter porters, um which is kind of hard for me to say without doing the dance. I do a bit of like a peanut butter porter. I got a peanut butter porter. A little bit of a dance for um for people I'm sharing a peanut butter porter with. It is a fucking delicious beer. So I look forward to cracking one of them. Um, with you when you're out and about and, and have an appetite for such beer or said beer. Um, other good news we had, um, the balustrading. So it's now Thursday night. Um, my mate Phil Menzel's come over to my house. My mate from Geelong who owns a big glazing business there has, has finished my glass balustrade for me. Uh, so we're finally compliant, which is um, bloody good because effective the 1st of June, all pools have to be um, – you have to um, notify the council that you've got a pool and then they come in and audit and all that type of stuff. So now we're, we're properly compliant after nearly two years of having the house. So kind of a breath of fresh air. We um, accidentally left the side gate open tonight just after after Phil had left and I'm like, oh, it doesn't matter anymore. Like it's nice to, to have that, you know, peace of mind now that the kids can't slide in or, or sneak into the pool area. Um, our kids are all right, but obviously having younger kids over and, and stuff like that, it's, a, it's nice to have um, that peace of mind. So that's good. Um, musical recommendation for this week. Um, I'm still, as I said, Fire the Concord has brought a lot of joy to me this week, but as it has the last couple of weeks, actually. But this week, um, the Teskey Brothers, really enjoying that. It's released a um, live album from the forum, um, which I've been enjoying thoroughly. Um, Hold Me is a great song. Um, I'm going to put on, if you listen to this podcast on Anchor, it'll have another song called So Caught Up. Um, they're a really cool, like, bluesy um, Melbourne-based band. They actually played with... Um, when I saw Tash Sultana in the States, they were the support act and me not doing my research, didn't realise they were from Melbourne. I'm like, these, these, the name sounded familiar and the music was really, really cool. Um, so should have got there a little bit earlier and saw the whole set, but yeah, I was able to enjoy their music and everyone was vibing out. So it was cool to go to you know California, go to Berkeley University and, and see a concert there with no one else but myself. But um, no, sorry, there were other people there. It wasn't just a one-man show. Um, I was there on my pad. There were other people there. Um, yeah, but amazing, amazing tunes and, and just a great night of music and one that I'll always always look back on fondly. 
Um, but yeah, their, their tunes are really cool for the background music um, when you're doing a little bit of work from home or work in the office. Um, just, yeah, really, I can't speak highly enough of it at the moment. I'm really enjoying their, their vibe. Um, a little bit of shit news. Um, I won't go into the names because I don't think it's appropriate, but just for um, one of our friends from school sadly took a life the other night, um, which is kind of a reminder for extras that are listening to, if you are going through a bit of a shit time, um, don't be afraid to, to sing out or speak to a mate or, or seek help. Um, it's, it's a message that does get put out there a lot, and we've got a few people um, in our lives that are advocates for it, such as Millsy, um, for reaching out. But again, don't um, don't be afraid to speak to a mate or seek seek help because it is important that you address those issues or um, or understand what's actually happening. It's um, yeah, it's really sad. I won't, as I said, I won't go into the names because it's probably not appropriate, and it, it is incredibly sad. The person who took took their lives had a very young family. Um, yeah. And, we want to try to avoid those those situations as best we can, obviously. So because the flow and effect for for everyone is 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 catastrophic. So um, if you are going through troubles, my number zero four zero two two eight four two nine zero. I will take your call. I don't give a shit what time of night it is. Um, yeah, but yeah, just look after each other. Make sure you're asking the asking the right questions. If you you know one of your mates looks a little bit off, um, don't be afraid to ask and. and Asking the first question is easy. Ask the follow-up question and really listen when you're asking that question because it is important. So that's the somber note. Um, so today's guest, we're trying to pick the beat back up a little bit. Today's guest is Justin Jolly, who's a new guest to the podcast. Um, Justin brings in a, um, a plethora of um, knowledge and, and prerequisites for our meeting. He was probably the hardest person to negotiate with. Um, he wanted to be on Zoom. We couldn't get Zoom working, so we had to go on Facebook, um, which was interesting because we had like a Facebook video Zoom conference, um, which eventually we got there. We, we touched on that a little bit during the podcast, some of the technical difficulties we had. Um, sometimes me trying to talk is, is a technical difficulty, but he was super fun. Um, Justin, when you're listening to this on your walk on Saturday morning, I hope you enjoy it. You, you were really good. Easy flowing, like like what I'm finding with a lot of the people that we're inviting onto the podcast. It's it's flowing well. Um, again, um, everyone just make sure you're looking after each other. Ask the questions, ask the follow up questions, and may your news be good news. Toodles. Ahoy. Ahoy, can you hear me? Loud and clear, brother. Oh, excellent. This is awesome. So not only can I hear you, I can actually see you in a very yeah. slow motion type um, arrangement yeah. on our... That's what, I was, um, that's what I was hoping for. If we could at least see each other, then we might be able to... Um, the anecdotes might be able to flow a bit freer. Yeah. I guess I guess Joe's going to be the uh, judge of that. So he's a, um, he's a harsh <laughs> marker. Yeah. No, he is. But... Um, no, well, this should uh, well, this should work all right. I think, yeah, we finally got there in the end. We're only half an hour delayed, but um, that's it. Fifty, uh, twenty-six minutes into a, bol- a past starting time, but we've we've got there. Yeah, no, it's now, all good. Man. So we think- refer- so this is new technology we're using. I'm actually got my uh, questions on the computer, so you you faded away from me from me for a second. That's all right. So we've had a little bit of conversing this week, which has been fantastic. Yeah, and you mentioned that um, there's a there was a big oversight from last week's podcast with Adam Tingay that you wanted to pull oh. me up on. Oh yeah. Well, no, it's uh, not necessarily something just to pull you up. Um, just a funny story that coincides with um, 
Tingay's uh, man crush on a certain Spanish actor. Javier the, Bidem uh, or something? Bidem, yes. Yep. So um, I don't know if you remember, but a number of years ago, Joe and Tingay moved in together um, to a house in, I think it was... Coburg, uh, I think. Faulkner or something like that. Mm. And being the movie buffs that they were, they decided to have a housewarming party and it was a, they, they had a theme of a fancy dress party. And of course, um, Joe wanted everyone to dress up as their favorite movie character. And yeah, so it was around the time when No Country for Old Men came out and that's the movie that Javier Bardem's in. And he plays arguably probably the greatest villain um, in, in motion picture history, in my opinion. But that's up to the listeners to debate. Um, so I knew I knew uh, Joe loved the movie, and I decided to uh, dress up as Anton Chigurh, and I rocked up to the party, and I thought I was pretty cool. And Joe and all his movie friends loved it, and I had even had the uh, the canister that he held you know, with the um. I don't know. Have, have you seen the movie, Nick? No. No, that's why you're hearing, you're hearing crickets from me, but I'm, I'm oh, totally dude, dude. All right, okay. So anyway, um, No Country for Old Men. It came out, I don't know, about 2008, 2009. It was a Coen Brothers movie, and it's um, it's about it's about a drug dealer and a drug deal gone wrong, basically. But this, um, but the the drug lord Anton Chigurh, played by Javier Bardem, mm-hmm. he's out for revenge, and he wants to get his money back. And the way the way he assassinates people, he uses a unique style, and he carries around with him a weapon, um, which is I don't even know the right name for it, but it's what it looked, farmers use. It looked it's like what, it looked like a bit of a super soaker with a weed sprayer when you um show me the photo. Yeah, yes. <laughs> so it's like the the actual thing. It's it's this um this gas canister that fires a pin into the skull of a of a cow to to kill it basically. So it's a, it's a cow killing um, canister and to replicate it, I got some PVC pipe wrapped it in foil and put a garden hose at the end. So, <laughs> I, and, and I remember I thought I was, I thought I was a shit when it, when I rocked up to this party, man, cause I knew Joe, he's a big Coen brothers fan. I, I knew he loved the movie and um, yeah, and it was a, it was a great night. I remember Adam Tingay. I don't I don't know if he remembers the night, but I remember he was dressed up as a cheerleader from bring it on. <laughs> So, yeah. <laughs> so, <Tingay. laughs> so, so how, how many people yeah. do you have to explain your outfit to or your costume <laughs> to like people I, like me how well, many guys well, like me were there so yeah well well let me put this let me put this way um cookie and rudo weren't really that impressed <laughs> so i was i just had to explain to him that well i guess you guys just don't appreciate you know quality cinema I think I think they rocked up in Batman t-shirts or something. Yep, and that was a big effort. They would have been like, "Fuck, I had to go to the option." Actually, no, this. no. Actually, no. You know what? I think Rudo. I'm pretty sure he came directly from the races, so I think he just put on a pair of sunglasses and said that he was James Bond. <laughs> oh, piss weak. I'm pretty sure. Absolutely. Yeah, I can't remember. Poor form I by Mr. Rudo. Yeah, I, I can't remember what Cookie went as, but um, no, I thought I was he pretty. He would have got as um, Clark Kent, wouldn't he? <laughs> Oh, I just got a message. It would have been yeah. Clark Kent, the old Cookie Monster. I can't remember. Well, either way, he had he had he was showing off his guns. Don't you worry about that. Yeah, never a um, never a moment missed with that. When you can get no. him out, would have been the middle of yeah. winter, and he would have been wearing a tight top. Hundred percent. And I know I'm 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 one hundred percent Joe 
would have remembered the night. It was a it was a pretty good party, and yeah, everyone dressed up. I remember Joe was dressed up as um as Alex from Clockwork Orange. So um, again, would have had to explain that to me as well. Yeah, well, <laughs> what can I say? Yeah, yeah, it was it was a very movie buff um uh, audience. So yeah. But no, it was a good night and um, yeah, managed to get a couple of photos and that's when, when I, I thought I said, managed to get a couple of routes. I mean, good on you. <laughs> <laughs> no, not quite. Not quite. No, but um, but yeah, no, when I, when I heard Tingay mention that last week, I thought, oh, that reminds me of a story. So I thought I'd, yeah, send well, you the photo. Uh, 100% will be our cover photo for this episode. So for those <laughs> that, are, um, that are listening that have no idea like myself, the, uh, the photo yeah. might. I might do a before and after, or we might just do you and they can do some more Google um, image um, stalking <laughs> online. Now, the other yeah. one you put me up on. Yeah, um, yeah, I remember I put a lot of effort into it because I, I knew that, um, you yeah, know, it was a movie theme and Joe's a movie buff, so I thought I'd, you know, I'd impress him by, yeah, dressing up as him. And I was, a, yeah, he was, he was very impressed, so I was um, I was happy with that. That's amazing. When you, go, when you go to that type of effort, it's nice to be recognised. Yeah, oh, 100%. Yeah, that was good. Now I was about to say, then you um you did pull me up uh, on last week on the Tingay episode last week about Otis Redding, Doctor yeah. the Bay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Otis Redding sang it. Not uh, uh, you know Al Green may have sang it, but I've never heard that version. But the the famous version that you're thinking of, the one that gets played on radio, is the Otis Redding version. Okay, I've, I haven't done any fact checking because I, I assume that you're um you're knowledgeable <laughs> in this this space. So thank you for pulling yeah. us up on that. So. Right. Did it cost us a star oh, yeah. rating on your um on your Saturday morning walk, which is now this yeah. uh, this podcast is now your Saturday morning um standard? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, no, I, I get up at the crack of dawn and take the dog for a decent decent walk in the morning, and um by the end of the week, I'm I'm pretty much over listening to news and listen to good podcasts. I want to listen to something stupid. Yeah, <laughs> and the podcast usually goes for about an hour, so I thought, well, that's a that's about the, the amount of time that I. I take Delta for a walk, so good. Uh, it's good. But yeah, fills in the hour, and um, yeah, it's uh, I've I've enjoyed reminiscing some of the old stories, um, in particular the um, when when you were talking to Stacey about the um, the famous basketball game where you got drunk and yes had the game of your life. Yeah. I was there. I remember that game. There you go. So you probably remember me as this superstar scorer with long blonde hair. Mm, no, Muscles I just remember abs like abs on abs. Hey, Women hey! Falling over themselves, mate. You know what? I, I tell you what, man. It was it was a great basketball game, and I don't think you should let the truth get in in the way of any good story. You should put on as much mayo on that as you can, because that is that is local basketball folklore now. That so that story. If I get asked that question in um in twenty years' time, like what's the um, GST that I can put on the scoring? I said I, I shot thirty points for the night. Yeah. 10 yeah, years' time, just, is it got to 40, yep. Yep. 20 years' time, I'm, I'm dropped to 50 piece and I got chaired out of Oakley and everyone, you know, they've raised my um, number up to the banners in Oakley. <laughs> yeah. Retired. And they've retired, they've retired your number. Yep. Yeah. Yep. 69 was a famous number. Did it for two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it was a fun night. I remember, um, yeah, because I was doing the score and I, I think you may have even – like when you when you did a couple of um, good shots, you even did the old uh, Michael Jordan face the bench and you know little shrug. shrug. You do do a bit of those ones. So, I, thought know, I, think... I, I thought I would have pulled out the um, shoot of a Gavin. Like the... <laughs> <laughs> you may have, but I, I do remember. I do remember, however, after the game, like you, all that you were saying was like, 
oh, I should get drunk before every game. (laughs) Fuck my mouth's right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was a good night. I remember, um, you know, uh, Webby always used to hit the threes. Remember that? He was a superstar. Um, shooter back yeah. in the day. He'll appreciate you saying that because he, he rang yeah. up a bit when I, I didn't um, drop his name on the uh, the best of Brentwood oh. Legends. So and oh, he, we- he's definitely up there. Him, him, Joe, um, yeah, and G were the the mid range or the mid size guys that were amazing. And then you had Goose and, and Barts and Trav, which were the uh, the big units that would. Did, um, did Patrick Fletcher play as well? I remember seeing him running around sometimes as he well. Did, he, he played for the Muff Men, but he was um he was probably a better um better footballer to be honest he was really okay. like really athletic really springy like a little bit like yep. um, jeff farmer um, oh, but, yeah. but just white um <laughs> he had a little bit of magic about him um mm. and a really good arm like he had an amazing um you know when he used to throw you know tennis balls at people trying to knock their drinks out of the hands and stuff like that he yeah. had a um an epic little um radar on him so oh cool he was um he was quite special in that in that regard now speaking yep. about yourself which we haven't oh, yeah. yet, but I'll yeah. sit you through. So for those playing at home, Mr. Adam Tinker, yeah. you can have a drink. Um, <laughs> I've sent Justin about a handful of questions that I want to cover. And then there's a few um, in the second segment, which he has no idea about that we wanted just oh. to be honest and honest and Frank Sassoni about. So the first question, so how did you meet Kat? And what do you think she was actually attracted to? Um, how did I meet her? Well, it was going back about 10 years. Um, we met... Uh, via the interwebs mm-hmm. online, through online dating back in the day when I guess it was still sort of a bit weird. What was the yeah. platform? What was the platform of choice back then? Uh, it was Oasis Active. Okay, was that a free service? Yeah, naturally. Yeah, I'm not. Gonna, I'm not. I'm not paying for <laughs> paying for that. But not um, paying for strange. Nah. Um, but yeah, no, we just. Uh, it's a bit like Facebook, you know. You, you 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 flick through all these profiles, and then you then you sort of get matched with people. Then you can request to chat and all that. And it was like, um, yeah, it was like the MSN chat window type of thing back in the day. And uh, yeah, we just started chatting, and then we started talking about music. And uh, I think um, her ears pricked up when I mentioned that I was into. Um, crowded house and split ends which are you know bands that she was like she's really really into so then we just got talking after that and we we're both working in the city at the time so we met up for lunch on our lunch breaks and yeah just went from there and what attracted her to more well, sorry what attracted me to her um no, I, don't, I don't care about you to her it was more about what, oh, what she actually saw in you yeah i'll i'll bug it if i know yeah. um yeah i don't know i mean i i was still pretty young at the time. My head wasn't really, I didn't really have that much going for me. I don't think I actually no. I was, I was in the process of um, going through the recruitment phase of uh, getting into the Academy. So I guess she saw that I had some sort of direction. And you would have been a fit rig as well. Cause that, that parlays into the next question. So, so lovely. (laughs) So, Uh, so you, in other words, you, you had a great rig, you're, um, Single, ready to mingle, love crowded house, just ready, <laughs> ready to go, and worked in the city. So speaking, so there's two questions about one your pride, your favourite job prior to the job you're in now, which is in the police force, which we'll touch on yep. in a second. What was your favourite yep. job prior to that? Um, I guess I, I never really enjoyed my work too much prior. I, I never, I never went to uni or anything. I never really had much 
ambition because um, I was a muser. I used to play in bands and that was always the, the dream was, you know, to be a rock star. Slapping the but, bass. Um, but, yeah, slapping the bass. But um, the, I guess the, the reality sort of kicked in, I guess, in my early 20s, around 22, 23, and I couldn't really, yeah, I couldn't really see it going too much further. Um, and I was always working just crappy jobs like in warehouses, doing forklift driving, picking and packing and, doing all that type of stuff. So I never really had a job that I enjoyed until um, I was in that in-between stage in 2009. I got made redundant from the job I was at and then worked a couple of shit jobs, which included at the Carrying Bush Hotel washing dishes for Rido. Um, I mean, that, that was fun. I enjoyed the banter and, you know, got to see Rido every day and, and all that. That was a bit of fun. But um, Did you get a, I mean, an allowance for having to put up with Rido? Did, was that part of the contract? Yeah, I think it was an extra two dollars an hour. Yeah, yeah. Which so um, you, I still think you're underpaid. I think you should have got a little bit more than that. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, and then it wasn't until Peter Holman, um, who's Rebecca and Emma's dad. You know, Emma Holman and Rebecca Holman. I know Rebecca Holman very well. Our our kids. She yeah. teaches at the school my kids go to and our daughters were in the same kinder class last year and her daughter goes to Auskick with Peter. Oh. And, yeah. No, oh, excellent. Yeah. So, a, oh, sorry. No, no, that's I've stuffed that up. Yeah, wrong, I think wrong uh, Rebecca. Yeah. I was going I was going Cornell, not Holman. Apologies to Mitch would Mitch would know Rebecca because Rebecca was in Mitch's year. Mm. Um but anyway, I was so getting Peter, confused, sorry. Peter Holman got on to me because they were going overseas for their once in a lifetime you know, eight week holiday around Europe and they ran a coffee roasting business in Clayton and their two IC broke his arm or his leg or something. So they had this holiday booked. There was no one to run the business. So they I they, thought you say you got a free holiday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would have been sweet. Suck shit. Um, no, nah, but nah, not quite. No, I um no nah, they because um because I had the experience in warehousing and picking and packing and dispatching and all that type of stuff. Um, so my mate Campbell, who's, you know, in a long, you know, dating Emma, um, got me onto, uh, got Peter onto me and yeah, I went and worked for him. I uh, had about a two day induction and then I was running the show for eight weeks. It was yeah, lots of fun, just uh, drinking coffee, um, packing coffee into bags, sealing them up. Uh, I was just working on my own for most of the time. Uh, the orders came in. I just pack them up, uh, put them in the ute, and then do my rounds around Melbourne delivering coffee. And so, whereabouts? Was... Whereabouts in Clayton was it? Oh, it was off Wellington Road. Yep. If you go down Wellington Road, um, there's a Burson's on Wellington Road. It's down that street. I can't even remember the name of the street. Uh, but yeah, it's in the industrial area of um, Clayton. Near, I think there's a Telstra um, joint there. Okay. Had a lot of Telstra employees come in to do cash sales and, and get coffee. Yep. Um, but yeah, so I guess as far as jobs that I enjoyed before um, police, I guess that would be it. Well, um, any job where you, where you can get good free coffee, um, yeah, that's a yeah. that's a win straight away. Yeah, no, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Um, and then it wrapped up. I mean, I, I got paid all right. Um, and then yeah, they, then it got wrapped up when Peter came back. And then by that stage, my my dad had hooked me up with a job at his work in the city at Uni Super, uh, just doing admin stuff. So, yeah, I got Perfect. my job in the city. And then, that, then 
that led me, I just stayed there until I started the academy. So perfect. And speaking yeah. of the academy, what was the weirdest thing you had to do during your induction period? Which I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, or correct me yeah. if I'm wrong, sorry, is about 13 weeks or six months or something? Is that around that range? Um, six months, yeah. Six months, well, back, yeah. When, back when I did it, yeah, it was six months. Um, was- yeah, um, yeah I, was, I was struggling to think of an example um, this week. Um, but yeah, so, but this morning I woke up and one came to me, which is, um, it was funny at the time. Um, if I, if I spread enough mayo on it, hopefully it's, um, hopefully it's funny to you. Um, so, so at the academy, I mean, it's, it's like going to school. We, we, we take classes. Um, there's, uh, there's a lot of unsworn so, so you have, you know, law classes from your law sergeants and then there's a lot of unsworn members who take more of the academic type of classes like how to put sentences together and how to type and how to, you know, use your wording and, and all that type of stuff. Um, and so I'm just getting a bit distracted because Oscar's singing in the background. I'm not sure if you can hear him. But... What's he actually singing though? Like we could probably sing along. we got a minute. Yeah, uh, I don't know. But he's um yeah he's still up and about still not in bed but um it's past his bedtime but yeah um anyway where was I uh, so, putting sentences together at the police yes, academy yeah so so you have a lot of um you have a lot of these teachers they're they're like high school teachers they teach you English they teach you how to use proper grammar and all that type of stuff because a lot of our job is um you know putting documents together for court and etc so we had a few academic academic type of people who were very softly spoken and very proper. And one of these teachers in particular, uh, he was an older gentleman. He was very, very softly spoken, very, uh, he could phrase his words very well and he was an academic and yada, yada, yada. Never swore. Um, Never said yada, yada, yada. Yeah, probably not. No, I I doubt he would have. So, and he was... Yeah, he was a bit odd. This guy, like, very, very odd. Um, so I had we had him for a few classes, and he only he only just started working at the academy. So he was very he was very new there. So you know what it's like being in a new workplace. Like it takes you a while to sort of find your feet and be comfortable in front of people. Um, so anyway, so so he's in the classroom, and then another part of our assessments during our time there was to do practical assessments when you're out in the scenario village and you're doing things like, you know, arresting people and talking to people in the street and, and doing all, all that type of, you know, the initial action type of stuff is, you know, being a police officer. Yep. And, and one of our practical assessments and, and during these practical assessments, they always get role players involved, whether it be other law instructors, other police or their staff that they have at the academy. So on one of these assessments was uh, the practical assessment for the mental health training, which involved us going out into the village and approaching someone who was acting erratically and was mentally unstable. And our job to pass the assessment, you basically had to talk to them, reason with them and come up with a plan and like that. Yep. So they got this guy, I can't even remember his name, but the guy I was talking about, they got him to be a role player and mate, I've never seen overacting as as well as this guy put it on. <laughs> so we're in the village and I, I didn't actually take part in this prac. I already finished my prac and I came over to watch another group um, do theirs. Yep. And they were trying to reason with him 
and he was going nuts. Did not he, break character he, once. He, he oh my god, he he really he he really took it to another level. His cheeks were bright red. He was nothing, foaming. Hey, nothing wrong with having red cheeks. He was he was foaming at the mouth. He was yeah. and and as I said earlier, he never swore. I've never heard so many. F's and C's come out of someone in fish one city. and chips, fish and chips, <laughs> fish and chips. <laughs> and the poor members, the poor recruits doing their prac were like, they're looking at the instructor who was, who was, you know, um, overseeing it and thinking, is this guy serious? Like, what, what the hell are we meant to do? And and it got to the point where, where you're meant to sort of arrest them and they're meant to comply and they're meant, it's meant to get a point in the prac where they call time on the prac because, all right, you've, you've demonstrated everything that we need to do. But he wouldn't stop this guy, and they struggled to. They even struggled to put the cuffs on him. They couldn't. Couldn't get him they, out of character. He was they just- couldn't, and and it got to the point where the instructor was like, "All right, time, okay, mate, just <laughs> take a break." And 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 yet, like, you have to be careful because sometimes um, when when the role players get that much involved. And the recruits, or in, in particular members who go back to do remedial training, you can sort of get in the zone. Yeah. And role players can get injured as a result because um, if you arrest if you arrest someone out in the street, like you don't do it softly. You really gotta you really gotta take hold of someone. And um, yeah, he's lucky that the that the recruits didn't sort of take it a step further by it was full, know, uh, full throwing him to the ground. Andy Kaufman type thing. Yeah. Like- uh, and it was, and when you talk about the weirdest thing I, I've experienced, I, I guess that'll be it because yeah, I'm standing there watching this this soft, timid, softly spoken man who's an academic, just like it, it was almost to the point with I, I were almost thinking, shit, does this guy actually like really need help? Like, what is? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So yeah. Um, but yeah, mate. Like it was, it was a great time at the academy. It, it got a bit draining, um, draining at some points. It was very much like school. But um, I was, yeah. I was glad when it was all over, man. Were you still living at home? I assume at that time. Uh, no, I was. Um, I was living with um, Nick Warner. Nick Warner TV's Nick Warner who just announced baby number two on the way. Oh really? Yeah. No, yeah. I missed that. Yeah. Um, cop, that for, cop that for a spoiler. Now they, um, I saw something on Facebook that Mason's going to be a big brother. So congratulations, oh, to Nick. Oh, that, that, no, that's excellent. Well, congrats. I'll have to send him a text. Yeah. Um, yeah. No. Glad, glad you're getting a rope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it was. Um, yeah. So I was living with Nick in Scoresby. Um, and it was good. Yeah. No, I, 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 I knew Nick. Um, for a while before that, anyway, we used to work at uh, Woolworths together, and he's also best mates with my cousin Matt. So it was it was a pretty easy transition. I just yeah, just rang him up, said, "Oh, you need a housemate?" Go, "Yep, no worries." And I just moved in, and it was pretty sweet. You'd be proud to know that the uh, the massive um, red gum tree that they had in the back, the mm-hmm. the lock of the land, yeah. there, that's um that's currently sustaining my fireplace. So. Oh, yeah, because they, um, yeah, they're, they're doing a big reno, aren't they? They're um, did the massive knockdown rebuild, so they got rid of that massive red gum at the back, and we um grabbed a full trail load of it, and that'll that'll keep us going for this winter and probably next. So thanks again to the Warners. Yeah, no, that's good, man. Yeah, no, he's, he's a good bloke, Nick. No, he really is. And he's up there. He's got a, got a great name. He can play basketball a little bit. So yeah, we'll, we'll keep we'll keep staying friends with him. He's alright. Except except when I was living with him, every time he'd play basketball, he'd come home. And all he would do would be complaining about the refs. Yeah. Does, he, does he crack it at refs? Um, he goes through a fight. I reckon he goes uh, 
not too not too bad. But he's the one that honestly I've never seen. He takes more charges. Him and um, Stephen Butler, Michael Butler, and Paul Butler's yeah. older brother. He just like Nick's now forty two, and he still yeah. stands in front of like we're playing against young guys, and he still stands in front of them, gets in the right spots. Yeah, he does put like speaking about putting putting mayo on things. He does like oversell it a little bit. But, um, <laughs> mind you, he he puts he still puts his body on the line every time. So when he doesn't get a call, um, I'd say probably you know thirty percent of the time he's he's in the right with bitching about it. But we have a few go our <laughs> way. So, but um, yeah. he, I think like most people, as you get older, you, you tend to bitch a bit more than you. You know, if you don't take yourself too seriously, it, it starts to yeah um, taper yeah. off a little bit. But it's hard when the juices are going. He's um he's yeah he's still up there as one of the better players in our team, and he's yeah. as I said forty two, so he's doing yeah. well. No, excellent. Now excellent. the last couple of questions for you. Um, oh, yeah. I've asked this one the last couple of weeks because yeah. it's actually um, given us a couple of good um, responses. So yep. your sneaky underrated song by popular band or act. So your brother came up with a couple of rippers. Yeah, um, well, I, I was pretty, I was pretty quick on this one because my mind hasn't changed since primary school when I first heard the album. But "Slide Away" by Oasis, off definitely maybe, um, okay. is my pick. Um, it's a, it's a great track. It's, um, it's almost like a, it's more like a rock ballad type of, type of, um, type of feel. Um, it's got great, uh, and I actually got on Wikipedia last night and read about it. Um, the record company was pushing Noel to release it as the fifth single off Definitely Maybe, but Noel refused, and they very rarely played it live. This song, and it's um, it's become like a fan, like it's it's the fan favorite, so to okay. speak. So they very why, rarely. Why was played... he hesitant? Why was he? Um, he his 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 reason his reason was for a debut album, you don't have five singles, and that was it. And he just put his foot down, and it was never released as a single. And I've never heard it played on radio ever. Um, but I, I imagine in the UK it probably gets flogged to death. But um, no, nah, but down here I've, I've never heard it played on radio. And, um, and, when, I was, and when I was reading about it, um, Paul McCartney has been quoted as saying it's his favourite Oasis song as well. Would a lay person be able to, um, if you, so real off, do you remember the four, first four singles off that album then? Uh, would have been Rock and Roll. Rock and Roll Star, Supersonic, Live Forever, and Cigarettes and Alcohol. That was their that was their four singles. This is their debut album. It's definitely okay. maybe. I was gonna say, wasn't that Ben Lee? Ben Lee. No, he had Awake is the New Sleep. No, but cigarettes, um, cigarettes will kill cigarettes you. Cigarettes will kill you. It was a little no. bit of a um, yeah. bit of nineties humor for you. Yeah, but, but, yeah, you're trying to be funny. That's all right. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's why that's why I get paid to do this podcast. So that's yeah. Uh, people expect gems like that. So yeah. Now, yeah, no, so so when I was growing up listening to that album, yep. I I always said that that's that was my favorite song off the album. And whenever I'd lend the CD to people, I'd be like, Oh, listen to Slide Away, it's a great track. And still to this day, it still holds up. And um and yeah, like they they hardly ever played it live, but they did put it on their best of on their greatest hits. Um, be, yeah, because it was yeah it was always the fan favorite. So so that's mine. Um, and I also would rate um, going back to the seventies. If you listen to "A Night at the Opera" by Queen, mm-hmm. um, "Prophet Song" that's another really good underrated song that doesn't really get the kudos it's a bit in the it's it's like it's like a it's it's like bohemian rhapsody's little brother 
Okay. Like there's there's a lot of interesting guitar parts. There's um there's the operatic vocals and all the overdubs and all that type of stuff as well. So um yeah, I rate that one as well. But yeah, but when I saw that question, when I saw that question on the email, I automatically thought um slide away by Oasis. So if there's any Oasis fans out there listening, um I'm sure you all agree with me. And and, and if, no, they, if they don't, what's your phone number? So I don't want any hate mail. <laughs> Where is it? Uh one eight hundred uh kiss yourself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the last last question for this one before we go to a drinks break. Um yeah. as the mayor of Doreen, for those that don't know, obviously Justin lives in Doreen, which is um the northern suburbs. Is that where you like what what's it classified as? Yeah, it's north. North, very oh, it's, north. It's, it's well north. How many it's, K's it's... away from the city are you? Thirty. Thirty K's. So as the mayor yeah. of Doreen. Yeah. What's your three-point plan for making Doreen great again? Um, yeah, I, I gave this one a little bit of thought. Um, it's already pretty cool. Um, like you've been here, you've um, it's it's very it's very Truman Show. Um, it's very peaceful. Um, yep. All the families, like it's 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 a lot of young families. So um, uh, so it's pretty good. The government has just started stage two of the plenty road upgrade and the Yan Yan road upgrade. So we'll no longer be an hour from everywhere. We might be 50 to 55 minutes from everywhere. So, so that's good. That's pretty so, exciting. Yeah. So things are moving along. I think I, I, I sent you a screenshot of Google maps with the. You sure did. Yes. Yeah. So a, it's, there's, there's just, there's this one section that annoys me on the, the, the walking path that goes around the lake. For some reason it stops. And to get to the other part of the path, you have to cross the street and actually walk, you know, down the street and over a couple of roads to get to the other so, section of the path. So but, when you when you sent that image to me, I thought it was like the haves and have-nots, like the rich side of Doreen versus like you know. Um, oh no! So yeah, so so anything south of Bridging Road is the. Uh, the, yeah. less, the, the less desirable section, yep. and, and and if I was mayor, I just simply rezone and have south of Bridgin Road as South Doreen or the Bronx and then just, <laughs> just keep Doreen as anything anything north of Bridgin Road as the uh, as Doreen Heights. <laughs> Lovely. Yeah, so I think that was how many points was that? I I don't know. I, I and I, I I put a brewery somewhere. Oh that's a good idea. Yep. Oh and and I put um you know the hills, you know how you can see the hills from my deck? Yes. Um have like a Hollywood sign except have Jolly or something. <laughs> Not something. Doreen, just Jolly. <laughs> <laughs> something like that. Welcome to Jollyville. All right, mate. So you you're in charge of the ads and the sponsorships for today. So yes. I don't know. I, I may know if you put a little bit of effort in. I'll, we'll have to see. I guess. Well, so you can yeah, take so, the ad break. So today's sponsor is from good friends of the show, uh, Rent a Crowd. So I, I really. So can you hear me? All right. I just I just moved my phone. All good. Yep, we can hear you. Yeah. So, mate, I I really want to give these guys a decent plug because, as you know, with um with COVID nineteen, the the live music scene in Melbourne and in Australia around the world has really taken a hit. So, um, all the you know, there's a lot of businesses affiliated with live music, and Rent a Crowd is is one of them, and and they're feeling it too. Um, and I tell you what, the the amount of um, all the success stories that have um, that have come out um, through Rent a Crowd, I tell you what, I mean these guys deserve an aria, you know. Um, it was, <laughs> I mean, you, you you say you say George Martin was the fifth Beatle, well, 
Renter crowd were the they were the fifth taxi ride. <laughs> Kit said, "Everybody, here yeah, we go." Yeah. And um, I know Delta Goodrum's a, a major shareholder as well, so Delta's feeling it too. Poor Delta, but anyway, um, as I said, man, Del- it was it was, was going to be a big year for Renter crowd, but um, as I said, COVID they've taken a hit. Killing Heidi have had to cancel their tour, so they've had to reassess. The, 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 but you know what? The guys at Rent a Crowd—they're—they're they're very smart businessmen, and they've reassessed and they've—they've um, started to branch out their business to coincide with the current pandemic. So we'll give so them. So what are they? What are they branching out into? Can you tell us more about that, please? Justin? Yeah. So it's called Rent a Crowd Rally. So I'll give them a bit of a plug. Um, all right. All right. So listeners, have a strong political view and really want to push your agenda to the mainstream. Uh, sorry. Let me start that again. <laughs> please. <laughs> have a strong political view and really want to push your agenda to the public via the mainstream media but don't have the Facebook likes coming in? Are you and your other tinfoil hat-wearing friends looking for the extra gear to boost your exposure at your next protest? Well, rest assured, Rent-A-Crowd is here to help. At Rent-A-Crowd, our rally department have all the resources and crowd numbers you need, whether it be anti-vax, anti-5G, anti-lockdown, anti-abortion, or just want to make some noise, Rent-A-Crowd Rally will guarantee that you and whatever it is you're trying to push onto everybody will at least be seen in the pages of the Herald Sun and on a current affair. Our packages include 18 to 20-year-old uni students who have completed half an arts degree and think they have a firm grasp on world issues, dreadlock-wearing hippies who don't believe in showers, People standing around holding up their phones. Vegans. A wide variety of men wearing masks and sunscreen. Our crowd numbers can cater from 50 to 1,000. Now that's going to get some attention. Put away those connector pens. Our quality Epson bubble jet printer prints on A3 paper. So you, So all your quality signage for your hashtags are set. Every booking receives our complimentary songbook of chants and rhymes that you can incorporate into whatever you're on about. What do we want? Rent a crowd. When do we want it? Now. See, it's easy. And in the month of May, bookings will receive a 10% discount off our range of anti-authoritarian sovereign citizens. So you can stick it to the man. Left or right wing, spread your wings with rent a crowd rally. Rent a crowd rally. It's your right, right? Please read the product disclosure statement. Terms and conditions apply. I'm glad you didn't forget the PDS. <laughs> Good man. All right, drinks break, and I'll see you in a couple of minutes. All right, sweet. All right, do, do I do I press stop or just let it go? No, don't you ever fucking press stop on me, young man. <laughs> I'll just, right, I'll see I'll you in a minute. I'll just leave it. Yeah. Just- I'll mute you too, big man. Done. You go and mute yourself. Cool. Do they call it a mutiny when two people press mute at the same time? Oh, it might be a mutation. A mutation. That's way funnier. I know. That's fine. Yeah. All right. We'll start again because I can't have been. I can't have a guest being way funnier than me. (laughs) Just not going to be. Not not cricket. Mm. All right. Speaking of not cricket, so the last time I was over at your place when we um donned the lycra, like two sexy beasts that we are. Well, I I donned the lycra. You were wearing uh, courtesy shorts over your I've, lycra. I've um since COVID's yeah. happened, I've uh, ditched the courtesy shorts for the aer- aerodynamic um, micro penis to be on show for everyone. So 
No, I don't be like that. Everyone, no, we all we all know it's huge. It's all good. Yeah. I'm a grower, not a shower for those playing at home. <laughs> Jingo, take another sip. <laughs> all right. So when I was over, you asked me at a nice little uh, warm latte after our ride up the hill. Yep. And your young fellow Oscar put on a dazzling performance of Jumping Jack Flash. Oh yeah. He's um. Yeah. So is he going to be like a future karaoke star, or do you reckon he'll be able to yeah. be a front man? Oh, mate, he could he could be a front net front man now if he wants. He he's he's um as obsessed with music as as anyone I know. Like um he was like oh, like like any young kid, he was into the Wiggles uh, to begin with, and he learned all the Wiggles songs, knew all the moves, knew all the words, and then and then I thought uh I, I put on a Beatles DVD uh, with all the greatest hits, and he started like he liked the Beatles. And then it wasn't until I, I showed him the Rolling Stones that he really got into it because obviously Mick Jagger moves around a lot more than what you know John and Paul do, and he he just he loves the Rolling Stones. He can do all the Jagger moves. He can strut. He can yeah shake his ass. He he absolutely loves it. And um, it doesn't just stop at the Rolling Stones. Like he's into uh, oh, he likes the Chili Peppers. He he loves the the video for Give It Away. Like he does all the the yep. yeah, the dance moves in the Give It Away video. He loves that. Uh, uh, the uh, Faith No More epic, like he loves the um, the eyeball and the hand, so he, he always does that whenever that song comes up. And yeah, no, he's he's, lo- he's, he's into it, um, which is good because it means I get to listen to great music and Oscar gets to appreciate it with me. So it's yeah, no, it's it's really sweet. And I've, I've put a few videos up on Facebook a few months ago as well of him um, strutting his moves. I reckon he's probably due for another one. So maybe in the next couple of weeks, I'll um, be able to get the camera out and. And get to record him and good form. Yeah, no, he's awesome. Good form. All yeah. right. So speaking of Oscar, then, so what's he done today or in the past week or so that's made you either shake your head in absolute pride or disbelief? <laughs> um, he's oh, what does he do for me to shake my head? Oh, he'll he'll happily wander off into the laundry and get the broom and just start sweeping the kitchen. So he's house trained. That's good. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm pretty, I'm, I'm pleased with that. Um, Has he done your uh, ironing yet? Is he? <laughs> no, we don't really do that much ironing. Um, but he's, yeah, no, he's, he's just at that age where he just wants to copy everything yep. that we do. Um, so I've, I've got, obviously I've got my workbench in the garage and I've built him his own work. He's, he's got his own little toy workbench in the living room. So sorry, just on that. So we probably for Joe might not yeah. know this. So your, um, your passion or your hobby, apart from donning the lycra every now and then <laughs> is, um, the old woodworking yeah. um, stuff. Do you want to yeah. just touch on that quickly? Just for to give oh, yeah. an idea of what you, what your last projects yeah. have been. Yeah, no, I see it. I'm, I'm getting into it. Um, yeah, it just, it basically started when we moved into the house and, um, you know, I've got a double garage and I wanted to have a workbench and the ones at Bunnings were, way too expensive so i thought i'll bugger it i'll just get some wood and just try and make it myself and hadn't really had done much had much to do with it since you know mr mckenzie used to teach us in high school um but no i just i just i just adapted to it really quickly and i've moved on of buy a new tool every now and then and expand my garage and expand my skills and i just recently um glenn's just moved into his new apartment in bayswater and i built for him a, um, a hi-fi cabinet for him to put his turntable and all his records in. So it's, so I'm getting into a bit of cabinetry as well, which is, um, 
So just on that, if you're um, if yeah. you were Glenn Jolly, what would your DJ name be? Oh, DJ GJ or what? Oh, DJ GJ. DJ GJ. I don't know. Um, would he have a? Uh, oh, uh, <laughs> angry, angry Jolly. Angry Jolly. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> yo, yo, yo! Up here, spin on the discs. Is a big man from Bayswater. The beer clutcher. The beer clutcher. Yeah. You know how he, always, you know how he stands with his beers. He does, beer like, like someone's going to steal it from him. Yeah, <laughs> Sorry, Glenn. I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So I just that was my latest one, and he's just commissioned me to do his um, entertainment unit for his TV and that as well. So that, that's another project I'm going to start working on. A very and there's a commission, I would assume. Uh, oh, just just materials. Just In the materials. thousands. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, and, and my pride and joy is our is our dining table. Um, when we moved in, we've, we've got quite a large dining area, and, and Kat and I always wanted a nice, solid, decent eight seater dining table. So I got for entertaining or just entertaining yourselves. Um, just for ourselves, like it's pretty solid, so you can dance on it. So pretty good, it's, uh, it's pretty good. But no, it was the, I mean that that's my pride and joy, and um, I tell you what, to to sit down and eat a meal each night on something that you've built it just um yeah it's yeah it's um it's really gratifying like it's and it's a hobby that i never thought i'd ever ever pick up ever but i've no i've really taken to it and i, I enjoy it and um no i keep learning always learning yeah i'm, I'm always making mistakes but um but yeah no it's, the uh, thing it's that good. interested me when we spoke about it on our um our manly lycra catch up a couple of months ago was the fact that like you when you were gluing all the stuff together, you're like, okay, I didn't have these clamps, but I went out and, and just um, rented them and, and stuff like that. Like thinking outside of the box and going, well, I don't need to buy this because you know it's not yeah. really a, a you know it's a big outlay for a hobby. Exactly. So you know, even thinking yeah, that oh, way is kind of cool. Like you can you can spend so much money on um, tools and bits and drill bits and getting the best stuff. And I'm sure there are people out there that do just buy the best. Um, straight up but you just have to you know the cost versus the reward type of thing you just need to you, you always that's always in the back of my mind as well so do i need you know uh, do i need to buy this drill bit can i just you know order something else or rent something or hire something and and um and be done with it that way um i'm sure one day if i if i'm getting more into it and i'm building more then yeah i might expand and and you know get more tools but um I'm, pr- I'm pretty well set up at the moment like i can i can comfortably walk into my garage and just build something yeah awesome yeah. so yeah it's pretty cool all right so the next question have you ever cried during a movie yes okay and it was uh well everyone has cried in i am sam surely have you seen that yeah i have is that um i have actually seen that movie with Sean so Penn. Sean Penn is a little bit simple in that one. Yeah. 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 Everyone's cried in that. So there's no point, you know, uh, delving too deep into that. But I will say, you mentioned a couple of episodes ago talking about covers. Yes. Well, the I Am Sam, the I Am Sam soundtrack, um, you should get it. It's, yeah, I remember that. I think that's why I actually watched the movie because the soundtrack it, had yeah. um, Jack Johnson and Ben Harper on it from memory. Yeah, and it's all Beatles covers. Yes. So Nick Cave does um, "Let It Be," and I think the Flaming Lips did one. Rufus Wainwright did one. 
I think Neil and Tim Finn did one as well. I can't remember. I'll have to, I'll have, to have another look. But yeah, Ben Harper's on it. Yeah, Jack Johnson. Really good soundtrack. Um, great movie. Everyone's cried in it. Um, so yeah, that, that's that's the one that I've cried in. What about probably, um? I probably you, you're keen to admit to or oh Eddie Vedder got to hide your love away. Yes, so oh, that, of course, of oh, course. Yeah, that was uh, on. What we got? So we got uh, Blackbird by Sarah McLaughlin. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Wallflowers. Yep. Um, Cheryl Crow, Ben Harper, Strawberry Fields. You've got to hide your love away. Yeah. The Vines, uh, Stereophonics, Don't Let Me Down, The Black Crows, Lucy in the Sky. Excellent, excellent. Ben Folds. Uh, yeah. What else we got? Uh, the last Nick Cave, let it be. Yeah. The last ones I'm not really aware of. But who, yeah. who, who did who did two of us? Does it say who did two of us? Was that? Yeah. Um. Amy Mann and Michael. Uh, Michael. Because I know I know Liam and Tim. Sorry, Tim and Neil Finn do a a duet of uh, two of us, and it's really cool. Yeah. Great track. Beautiful. Yeah, yeah, good, good movie. Yeah, very sad. Beautiful. All right, well, thank you for sharing that, Justin. That's um very, very manly of you to um share your emotions. Actually, speaking speaking of Beatles covers, oh, seriously, speaking of being manly, I'd like to. And I, I know if if Tingay's listening, um, and he's into his soul, if he's one of oh, our loyal seventeen uh, listeners every week. So, uh, so Ting Tingay, mate, you 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 said that you're getting into your soul music. Listen to Wilson Pickett do "Hey Jude," it is unbelievable. If you're going to talk about great covers, that that's one of them, I reckon. Wilson Pickett. Yeah, Wilson Pickett doing "Hey Jude." Any relation to relation to Byron Pickett? <laughs> Possibly. Oh, I didn't. Honestly, I've just googled him, uh, YouTube, and then yes, he is black, so that makes it even funnier. But... <laughs> Here it is now. It's a great cover. Oh, I'm buffering. Who would have thought? No, oh, oh, the old buffer. Anyway, Tingay, Tingay, Tingay has probably already heard it. Yeah. yeah. Although he didn't correct me on the um. What's we call it? The um, Otis Redding faux pas last week. So, well, maybe, well, maybe he's still a noob when it comes to soul music. Yeah, well, this could be a nice little gateway for him. Well, now, maybe. so the next question for you, my young man, um, yes. is the same ilk as the question I gave you before about the underrated songs from a popular band, and you told us about Prophet Song and oh, yep. um, Slide Away. Yeah, what's an what's an album or a band that has not aged well, in your opinion? Twelve inches of snow. Okay. Put it, put it in the bin. Put it in the bin? What was yeah. their hit when you were a young fella then? Informer. Informer. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, mate, it is terrible. Okay. What, the, my version of it or the actual song still is quite terrible? Yours is better probably. Okay, that's that's very sad. It's a terrible album I, for some reason. And, and Glenn probably remembers because I texted him straight away. I was in the car and I... I was feeling a bit nostalgic, so I thought oh, I'd take me back to my youth. And I was scrolling through, and I thought, "Oh, I because Glenn had the cassette growing up." I thought, oh, "I'll chuck it on; it'll take me back." And I was driving. I was like, "Why did I do this? This is terrible." And then even I think even Glenn said to me, "I was like, why would you do that?" I was like, <laughs> "I don't know." 
So yeah, if you want to, if you want to torture with... yourself, put some Jeff Buckley on. Really get really get melancholy and just get Yeah, no, that album definitely doesn't. When you asked me that, I straight away thought of um, yeah, yeah. But <laughs> it was only a couple of months ago as well that I put it back on. I was like, no. So the exact opposite of that. So what are, can you give me some ideas of what's an appropriate way to um, you know celebrate a victory? In your an opinion? appropriate, an what's appropriate, an like yeah. What's an appropriate way to, to celebrate a victory in your opinion? An appropriate way to ce- celebrate a victory, apart from the Gatorade Bukaki that all the AFL players do. Yeah. Um, in this, okay. Um, an appro- I, just cracking a cold one. Okay, then, then throwing it on people in front of you after you fourteen win is that? Yeah. You... <laughs> um, yeah. Well, I haven't. Yeah. No. Just um, celebrating a victory. Yeah. Just uh... not going. Not going to admit to that. The, the question that your brother gave me to. Um... Oh. Oh, was that the one that Glenn gave? He gave. He's given me a couple to um to unsettle you the, with. What is the most appropriate way to celebrate a victory? Mm. Oh, what's he getting at? Because apparently Collingwood won a game, and you chose yeah. to throw your beers, your beer, all over the people oh, in front shit. of you. Nah, we hadn't won it. Scott Pendlebury kicked a goal, and then I threw it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Glenn wasn't even there, but he oh, keeps. Yeah. It's, but you know what? It's one of those stories, a bit like your um, drunken basketball story. Yeah, you, you know, that's the thing about my mates; they never let the truth get in the way of a good story. Okay, mm-hmm. so there would have been maybe less than a fingertip of beer left in my cup. Yeah. All right. That's gone from a fingertip to a quarter to half to a full cup of beer that I've Should thrown. have seen the prick through a keg out of everyone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. So, um, yeah. So, <laughs> so there you go. So, it wasn't quite a victory, but Scott Pendlebury did kick the winning goal and we did went on to win the game. So, I was very happy that day. Okay. We'll let you off then. This this might get your cheeks a little bit red. So mm-hmm. near alone time in Farnham Avenue, what was the catcher of choice when you had a bit of um bit of one on one time in the in the boudoir? Was it a t shirt, a tissue, a sock, or bed sheets? As one listener said, was his um catcher of choice? It was a sock, I'm pretty sure. Sock. Okay. Yeah, it was yeah, I'm not gonna embellish too much on that, but yeah. Sock. Was it a a Collingwood sock or a No, it was just a white athletic sock. Okay. And I'm pretty sure Kat's in the kitchen and she can probably hear what we're talking about. Okay. No, she can't because she hasn't responded. So all good. good. Okay. And just Continue. make sure she never, ever listens to this. Ever again. <laughs> all right. And then the next thing. Oh, hang on. She... Wait. What was that? Oh, she's just keeping quiet, she says. Right. Okay. Uh, okay. All right. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> for those that didn't hear um, Kat just yelled out from the cheap seats like ask him why there's no toilet paper anymore <laughs> alright so the next part we might um, I'll. it was a section from the other week so it was the uh, fuck kill or marry so I'm going to give you three choices and you have to categorise the following three people alright Sam Kennedy, The Worm, Neil Bose or Kaya Weathen uh, <laughs> um I'd marry both, and I'd probably uh, sodomize Keno. <laughs> Bad luck, Kyle. 
<laughs> so yeah, <laughs> high, high Kyle becomes by Kyle. That's that's very sad. I would have thought you um, <laughs> good looking roost a lot, such as a big man. But anyway, that's each their own. All right, so the same category again: Jane yeah. Bunn, Lavinia Nixon, or Rebecca Judd. Bunn all the way. Bun, I, I know you're a bunny. Oh mate. Oh, hang on. I've got to choose, don't I? Yeah. So are you? Well, Judd Judd can be, um, Judd can be done with. Okay. See you later. Um, and yeah, flip of the coin for the other two. Okay. Lovely. All right. Bucks, Pendles, or Mason Cox. Oh, dude, don't do this to me. I just wanted to say the word Cox, to be Um, honest. So, or Mary Pendles. Yep. And you're fucking Bucks then. Don't make me choose. Between Bucks and Cox. I really like Mason Cox. Say it again. You really like what? Just his last name. (laughs) Hey, have you seen that South Park episode? Do you like fish sticks? (laughs) (laughs) I think I've repeated that twice now. (laughs) Um, Just say you love Cox. I love Cox. Thank you. That's that's the trailer if we ever have to do one. You know what? Oh, yeah. All right. No, I don't want to think about it too hard. No. <laughs> I don't want to think about Cox too hard. Too hard. <laughs> Very good. Anyway. All right, so give me um, – there's no more hard-hitting questions, so the rest is up to you now. So one – either one-liner um, or a funny joke, both clean or dirty. Okay. <laughs> My wife is really mad at the fact I have no sense of direction. So I packed up my stuff and write. <laughs> Very nice. Um, and, and that's it. That was it. Um, I'm oh, just. Um, any dirty ones up your sleeve or, all right. or in your sock? Oh, any dirty ones? No. Oh, well, there's one, but it, it's a little bit. I got it. It's a little bit long winded. Um, if you it got, can't be longer than Tingo's one from last week, so it's not. Okay, it's not. It's the only dirty joke I, I seem to remember. All right, so there's this woman. Um, she's heavily pregnant. She's going into labour, and um, uh, yeah, she, so she's about to give birth. And the midwife says to her, "Oh, um, do you want us to call your husband?" Have you legitimately dropped out at that point? That's terribly sad if you have, or whether that's a punchline. No, can you hear me? No, I thought that was a punchline. So oh. the chick's in labour and yeah, the midwife says, do you want us to call your husband? And then yeah. you went silent. So I thought oh, that was really? a punchline. I'm like, I don't you, get that. You can hear me now? Loud and clear, brother. All, Go right, cool. All right, so, so um. So the so the woman goes, no, I'm I'm not married. She goes, all right, well, let me call your boyfriend. She goes, no, I don't have a boyfriend. I'm I'm unattached. She goes, okay. So she pumps out the baby. The, the baby's fit and healthy. Midwife takes it away, gives it a wash, and then um, she notices that um, something peculiar about the baby. So she goes back to the um, to the mother and says, oh, listen, are you sure you, you don't know who the father is because your baby's black? She goes, oh, oh, listen, um, yeah, look, I'll, I was really desperate for money, and it was a few, you know, it was a while ago. I, I took part in a porno, and there was a black man involved. She goes, oh, okay, no worries. So she goes, so the midwife goes back over to the baby and notices the baby has got um, bright blue eyes. Oh, sorry, no, it's got slant, it's got slanted eyes. She goes, all right. So she goes back to the mum. She goes, oh, listen, are you sure you don't know who the father is? Because you, your baby's also got slanted eyes. And the and the mum goes, oh, listen, it was a 
was really desperate for money. It was the same porno movie. There was also an Asian guy involved. The midwife goes, oh, okay, no worries, fair enough. She goes back over to the baby. The baby's got like this really bright blonde hair. So the midwife goes, well, that's peculiar. Surely she must know. So she goes back to the mother and she goes, oh, listen, are you sure you don't know who the father is? Because the baby's also got really bright blonde hair. And the midwife goes, oh, yeah, listen, um, it was the same porno movie, but there was also a Swedish guy involved. All right, no worries. Anyway, so the midwife goes back over to the baby, picks up the baby, wraps it in the blanket, hands it over to the mother. Mother's holding the baby. She's rocking with the baby. And then the mother whacks the baby really hard on the back and the baby starts crying. And the mother goes, oh, thank God for that. The midwife goes, what would you do that for? The mum goes, I had this horrible feeling it was going to bark. <laughs> thank you. There you go. Uh, that's yeah. very good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, nice. it, 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 it ages okay, that one. <laughs> yes, that's, 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 that's going to stand the test of time. That, got that some can't, that <laughs> Porn's going to be around forever. But, <laughs> and, and so too will bestiality. So, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's it. All right, mate. So as a sign-off, do you want to uh, just a little monologue for the great man? Oh, yeah. Um, hey, Joe, how you going? Um, hope you're doing well. Um, uh, i got to say you're, you're a lucky man to have uh, great mates like Nick who uh, do this thing for you and for you to um, listen each week and catch up with us. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's been a while, mate, but um, I'm hanging to um, catch up for that coffee that we've been talking about. Um, so, yeah, as soon as you're back home, mate, we'll, um, yeah, we'll, I'll try and get around there and um, hope you're doing well and hope your family's um, all good too and um, stay strong and, um, uh, yeah, just take it easy and, um keep listening to some good music and and yeah we'll see you and soon average podcast an average podcast yeah <laughs> <laughs> that take up an hour and a half of your time <laughs> yeah for, for a um what have we got now so it's probably a 50 minute podcast by the time mm. we wrap it up um and yeah. it's taken us an hour and a half so yeah yep Jeez, it must be bloody good content oh uh, yeah 100 joe, joe will be the judge of that so yeah. thank you again justin for your time no no dramas You've been a delicious guest. It's nice to have a new guest um, on board. Yeah, no, happy to do it. Keep, um, for those that are, again, playing at home, if you've got any questions or ideas for new guests, please sing out. And Justin, thank you very much again. And to everyone, may your good news be good news. Yes. All right. Take it easy. Total lose. Yeah. <laughs>